Hey guys, just a quick heads up about this episode. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health issues, especially during quarantine, and they are sounding different from who they normally present themselves to be to you, it is always okay to ask, remind them that they don't seem like themselves, and offer support. But sometimes these issues are bigger than all of us. So feel free to hand out the National Suicide Hotline number at 1-800-273-8255 for access to trained professionals in the immediate, or visit goodtherapy.org for how to find the right mental health professionals for you. This podcast is neither supported nor endorsed by either organization, but we do go into some difficult topics on this episode, and one of our regular quarantine guests is just not herself. She's doing a lot better now, but this episode might be difficult for those of you who have either personally battled depression and anxiety, or for those of you who have lost one to suicide. While none of us are medical professionals, and we do not directly go deeply into suicidal ideation, it takes us a second to get going, but we do have some laughs. If these subjects are just too personal or just too heavy for you, you may want to skip this episode. We promise we won't hold it against you, just take care of yourselves. We felt like keeping the difficult discussions in this episode at the top was important because it was honest and we strive to always be at the very least honest we love you all so much and thank you guys deeply deeply from the bottom of our hearts for listening we promise we'll eventually get back to the normal laughs are you are you fucked up no i haven't drank today i ain't drank yesterday i'm just tired yeah it's fucking me up i can't sleep sleep i can't sleep until like four in the morning or something i was posting thirst trap pictures at 3 30 in the morning together <laughs> all right i gotta do this intro can you hear me punky yeah bitch. oh <laughs> she's so tired oh. you look like how i feel oh fuck oh hi you're listening to service from hell a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good bad and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work or I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. Welcome to week six, guys. Um, if you had told me back on week one that we'd still be here six weeks later, I would have just slapped you in the face. But I would like to welcome yet again our long-term ride or die, don't know how long this is going to go on, guests, Punky Johnson and Lee Lampson Quay. Ladies, hello. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Punky, Punky's looking rough rough today we gotta we gotta say she's had a i was like are you high clary and she's like no girl i'm tired i'm just dying i feel you girl insomnia is the new i don't know what black yeah i'll be the thing is i'll be tired during the day and i'll be like oh i can't wait till at least 11 i was like i'm gonna get to bed at 11 you know because I'm so tired, and then 11 hit, and I'm tossing and turning, then 12. The next thing I know is 5 in the morning. I know. That's exactly what I've been going through. It's really fucking frustrating. I finally figured it out. Like, if I don't exercise every day, yes, I can't sleep. That's number one. But it's not always, like, it's not always going to solve the problem, but it definitely helps. So even if I'm exhausted, I force myself to go for a really long run. So what has this insomnia been happening to you this entire time? No, I was sleeping right for the first like two, three weeks and then it just all went to shit and I don't know why and I don't know how. Is it, do you think somewhat the anxiety of being just cooped up in the house? I can't put a finger on it, man. I, yeah, like I had some really bad anxiety on Sunday night. It got really bad. Um, I did good though. I didn't pop a pill. That a girl. What do you mean it got really bad? Can you, do you care to discuss it? Are you okay? Just feeling like something was sitting on my chest, you know, heart racing, feeling like the walls are closing in on me. So I just... 
I just lay down. I put my legs up. I, I uh, elevated my legs and I just closed my eyes and I took like three really, 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 really deep breaths. And I was like, I got this. I'm going to handle this shit. I got this shit. That sense of something sitting on your chest is the, that is a panic attack. It's, I always it's feel awful. Like, yeah, I always feel like um, I'm going to have a heart attack and that I'm going crazy. Like my thoughts are racing and I can't. <gasps> Very close to telling uh, Brittany I, we should probably go to the emergency room. Yeah. That's a panic attack. But I got this. I could do this. I could do this. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I was really worried I was going to come out of uh, quarantine uh, an addict to Xanax, honestly, because it was because I was doing good the first two weeks. I was sleeping fine. Everything was great. And then I don't remember what happened, but it just slowly, I was like later and later I was staying up. I couldn't get to sleep. Then it was like the sun was coming up and I hadn't gone to sleep yet. And if the sun comes up before I go to bed, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like I can't, then it's a mental game. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, it's already ruined. And then I create this whole thing. But then it just started like I had to start taking Xanax to go to sleep. And then I had to start taking more like more than I had originally started taking. It was crazy. So then, yeah. This is what the, I mean, this is the mental health crisis that they're afraid of for when this is over. But on the positive side, good for you, Punky, for handling it and for knowing that you could have gone to the emergency room if it were really that bad and you could have gotten help. And the fact that you're talking about it is amazing because you're clearly not the only one on this (laughs) podcast. The two of us are dealing with the same bullshit. Yeah. And also, we're certainly not the only people in the world right now that are specifically dealing with this. My my yoga teacher... (laughs) (laughs) who is an amazing yoga teacher. So I don't want to like discredit his skills, but he DM'd me when I posted something about insomnia and he was like, that was me last night. And I was like, dude, if the, if the yoga teachers of the world aren't sleeping, we're fucked. Like, (laughs) well, and it's, yeah. And, and, you know, I think all of the things that we know to do, like Punky, you said, you put your legs up, you started taking deep breaths, you were able to sort of get out of it. Not everybody even has that level of skill. Cause also when it starts to really go, then you can't get a hold of it. And so literally even just the act of driving to the ER can be enough of a distraction to get you out of it. Yeah. But it's a it's a challenge. It's, it's a just, real challenge. It's just about getting yourself out of your own head for a minute because it's the spinning thoughts that that make your heart race and all that stuff. And then you're just, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing better today, Punky. And I'm sorry that you're not sleeping. And I'm sorry you're not sleeping. It please. is going to get better, I promise. It is going to get it better. It does feel like it, it, in, when you're in it, you're like, I'm never going to sleep again. I'm mm-hmm. never going to. And then it makes you not sleep. It's like a self-perpetuating fucking Cycle. prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does actually, you do sleep again. I yeah. just, I'm saying that out to the world. You will sleep again. <laughs> Bunky, your eyes will shut and your body will stop. I promise. At some point. It is crazy how much routine informs our ability to actually sleep, though. It is nuts to think about that. It is, yeah. I mean, circadian rhythm is scientific. It's it's amazing. And we we do so much damage to our bodies on the regular, like especially like the three of us, the lifestyle that we live. We work so late. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't affect me at all in my 20s and then I started to feel it more in my 30s and now I'm 41 and it's like it's okay to admit that you can't live the same lifestyle that you did when you were younger and <laughs> well, I'm, I'm struggling with that like daily I have to have conversations with myself about it but also I think there's definitely a global pandemic happening we've yeah. definitely been locked in our houses for six weeks so there are also some uh, mitigating factors yeah, besides but- you know not being able to be 20 forever I was, <laughs> I was trying to talk a friend of mine off the ledge today who was like you know trying to he's upset that he missed a date that he was supposed to schedule or that was supposed to be scheduled for right before the pandemic and he was like and she's not responding to me on the text messages the the way that I thought she would I'm like dude everybody I was like right now trying to read into other people's emotional state via text message is the most ridiculous thing I was like you're gonna drive yourself crazy everybody's going through some form of anxiety everybody isn't responding in a quote unquote normal way to what they would have like six months ago if this was not the 
new normal. Okay, so we have some questions this week as we've had for each week. And this one just came up. This was from a, just a random friend and I talking. This wasn't necessarily related to the podcast. But have you guys, have, has the irony of like the pro-life people being the ones that are protesting the government telling them about their bodies? Is that, does anyone see that as kind of ironic? It's ridiculous. It's, oh, well, I mean, so one of our friends... We, we have this group text that's been going for like nine years and um, there's a couple people in the group that lean more towards conspiracy than the rest of us. And one of them was like, my body, my choice. And I was like, yeah, but th- that only really exists. And the argument can, you know, it can go deep and de- deeper and deeper. But like, it only really exists if you aren't like, that's your body, your choice. And I know that there becomes the argument of like, whether when life begins, and whether it's at conception and all that shit, but like leaving that out, you're not harming anybody else by making that choice. But when you're not getting a vaccine that then would send you out into the world and make somebody who has cancer sick, you're going to say that it's survival of the fittest. And if they are going to die, they're going to die anyway. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's pretty callous. I agree. Especially if you are then spending the rest of your days protecting the life of unborn children. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> sure. You need to fucking choose what's important. It's just, it just seems, it's just very convenient. It's like whatever helps you take a stand against like liberal politics is, is whatever is what the choice is, I think. And it's, and then they just build an argument around it. Yeah. Yeah. Although, but you, I mean, you have an, you have an interesting perspective on vaccines because I know you were punky. You were saying you're scared if they start to make vaccines mandatory, you'd be scared of that, right? Well, yeah, I feel like that because I, every time I took the flu shot, I caught the flu. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get it. It's not necessarily for you not to catch the flu. It's from you not to die from the flu. Right. But I be getting ill like ill after the flu shot and I stopped taking the flu shot and I never caught the flu again. I do think that it's like vaccines like that are more made for people who have the tendency to like catch things more easily like people who have immunodeficiencies and stuff like that yeah I don't really know I mean I could guess I guess they'd recommend everybody to take it so that you then also couldn't be a carrier but then if you catch it then you're you're a carrier I don't know I don't really know how to satisfy that argument (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's the collective versus the individual and it's a what's interesting is like you can even hear in the progression of these like bonus episodes we're on week six and the questions have become more intense and sort of more nuanced when it comes to a political bent or a religious bent or collectivism versus individualism, socialism versus a democracy. And I think what needs to be said is like, this is still a comedy podcast. We are hoping to bring you guys laughs. And I do appreciate all of the messages that we've gotten that have been like, this is the one area I can laugh and escape the news. And so we are definitely, you know, I some of the questions that we're bringing up are going to be heavy. We will eventually get a little bit more, you know, positive and do our thing. But I, I also want it to be reflective of kind of the place that we are all in. And I know that it is our job to be funny and make us all laugh and do our best. And we're going to try and keep on that train. But like I said at the top, if you would have said that we would be six weeks into this and that there would still be bonus episodes that we were going to be churning out, I would have just thought you were crazy. I just wouldn't have believed it. And I think you can kind of hear in the progression of these episodes how sort of more serious and more intense we've gotten. And I think it's fair and I think it's important to point out that even people that exist and want to do comedy and are artists are are also walking through what this looks like mentally and physically and emotionally. And I think the fact that the three of us are not sleeping is not helping. And I think that that... makes you an insane person. Like you start to to question reality even more than... I mean, reality's already in question 
question. Yeah. And then now you're you're stuck in these four walls that are closing in on you because you can't sleep. It's just like uh. it just makes it more intense. But yeah. I, I think it's you know, I think it's important that we also acknowledge we are doing our best to still keep it light and fun. But we are all also walking through this. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I, <laughs> I don't the goal of this podcast is not to depress everybody and be like, oh, fuck more news. But I think, yeah, that's not the goal. But it's just it's the reality of the time in history that we happen to be walking through and how intense this all is. So keep listening. We're going to be okay. (laughs) I mean, I do like I do say like when I do laugh, though, I laugh to a point of delirium and like I cry laugh at the stupidest things. So I think that any outlet is is needed. But like somebody somebody posted a meme in our group text the other day or no, maybe it was a side. There's I have a lot of side texts to the group text because there's a lot of shit talking going on during this quarantine. No one is safe. (laughs) But um, one of them was like, make sure to check on your conspiracy theory friends. They haven't had a day off in weeks. <laughs> and I was like, those motherfuckers are exhausted. They're just going down one internet hole after another, just like deeper and deeper. And I tried to follow it. Just I was like, let me just get into exploring whole, the other side. Yeah, there's a woman who because there's a comic, a couple comics that you know I follow that have conspiracy theory different sites than their own personal Instagram pages or whatever. And I just I'll go down a th- I'll go thread a thread follow a thread of his for a minute just to see where the hell he gets all his shit from and i'm like i go cross-eyed i'm like you have to literally want to believe this nonsense in order to buy it Mm -hmm. the woman who said that she her dad sold her to tom hanks when she was 13 as a sex slave (sighs) and that the clintons were there at the party and they all worship this man named q who is is like a and apparently that sign for pedophilia is in like the voodoo donut sign in seattle okay and it's all you know related to epstein and his plane you know that he used to flew rich i mean i'm not saying epstein wasn't a pedophile and i do think was i think that some of that is true and i am disappointed to say that bill clinton probably had more to do with that than not pedophilia necessarily but terrible choices i don't know how far i want to go with him on that but like getting on board with some of this shit i'm like look i want to believe the victim but when you go to the victim's twitter page and she cray fuck you (laughs) i believe tom hanks like i don't know what to say i'm sorry yeah Tom Hanks can't do no wrong to me. That's my baby. Okay, so to sort of bring it a little bit closer to home, did you guys see that on the Comedy Store's website, they have posted that, so there's a benefit that is happening tonight, but by the time this airs, it will have already passed, which we're super grateful for and is amazing. It's for, you know, staff and everybody that's a part, like comics as well. Thank you, Punky. It's very helpful when you crack your knuckles. (laughs) I was like, what's that? Oh, she's That was a loud ass (laughs) knuckle crack. She's covering her mouth. God bless you. I hope it picked up. I'm leaving it in. You're okay, Punky. You haven't no, you haven't slept in three She's years. A it's okay, wreck, poor baby. This is not normal, Punky. I feel sorry for you. Watching you is so it's breaking my heart a little bit. I'll be honest, but it's gonna get better. Okay, so the comedy store is saying that it's not going to be open for a while, yeah. which was the language that was put publicly. And how did the two of you interpret that? I feel like end of summer is a safe. Bet. How do I feel about it? What do you What do you think is is when they say we're not going to be open for a while? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think July August 
if that. I think those are maybe going to be soft openings, um, maybe July soft opening, and it's going to be like very skeleton crew. They're going to move tables further apart. There's going to be probably half as many people in the rooms as there were before. Kind of a vibe. I think we'll. I think maybe by the end of the year we might be getting back to a normal. So can show. you guys? So we haven't really talked about we uh, in previous episodes, which I encourage everyone to listen to. We've talked about the layout that there's three theaters in the space. They all see. We've talked about the numbers of people that are sat in each room. The other thing that was suggested to me was that okay, so every table for the most part, except for the booths, is a four top. So in order to keep people six feet away, all of those tables now have to become two tops. Mm-hmm. So even with the separation of the tables, you're looking at two tops in each at each table. And the you know one of the managers was talking to me and said he's very 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 concerned about us because he said okay, so we do the soft opening. To, th- that wasn't his language, but to sort of adopt what you had said mm-hmm. and have <laughs> some comics back and some people back and he said how do i decide as a manager who which staff members get to start working again and who don't he said it's a terrible position to be in right no it's it's hard because everybody deserves to we've all put in you know i'm, I'm like i honestly there's no easy way to do it honestly yeah, there's I don't no easy know. decision there, I, I feel like it would have to be you either gonna have to be cut through and do it on seniority but i don't necessarily think that's the case because everybody's in the same he I suggested mean, that's what he's gonna do i mean i don't know but i at this point though i don't know i don't feel like there's an easy way to answer the question i mean or you could do it based on a lottery well i suggested to him i said what if you threw out an email that for like for some of us it would be actually advantageous to stay off of the of the regular roster for longer because if we're only going to get one shift a week it would make actually more sense to stay on unemployment i said if you sent out an email and said is anybody willing to fall on the sword in that way and then some of us will respond and say okay yeah you can put me in that pile of people that once you are fully open again absolutely put me back in the rotation Mm -hmm. But I don't know, Punky, since you're a bartender, have they suggested anything to you guys as far as bar shifts? No. <laughs> I mean, I think the, th- the thing about the bar shift, the good thing is, is that we don't have that many. So it'll be a good rotation. So it'll probably be like two bartenders a night. So we'll probably, if we're lucky, get three shifts a week. But that'll probably equal $100 a week. I mean, $100 a shift and $300 a week is not enough to survive out here. So that's what I'm getting on unemployment. right? I mean, I applied for um, reduced shifts. So um, when I applied for unemployment, so if I I would if I went back like one night a week, it would still be reduced shifts. So I don't I still feel like I could continue to collect unemployment and work. So that was the other thing that I said, too. I said, you know, if everyone is not able to get to what they could get to before, I was like, you actually really, really, really want to only keep three or four servers in your regular rotation and I said it would actually be advantageous to everyone but I said in the email you have to keep three or four people as your like your strong staff that it, that can get four or five shifts a week back to what they're used to because they're going to be half the capacity in all the rooms let them start making money money and then put us all back on once everything is back to normal yeah but, I mean yeah it's it and you'd have to explain that in a really clear way so that people don't get butt hurt I mean everybody's so sensitive right now oh and God, like you know everyone. it's like when, des- when people make decisions out of desperation everybody gets their feelings hurt everybody's yeah. like but what about me but what about me you know it's i was gonna i want to read you this funny memes are my favorite right now they're so listen like, they're my mom with the best things 
My mom's favorite, favorite joke at this moment is to start howling laughing by saying, at least I'm not on a respirator. And she, like in comparison to everything, like she was annoyed at the grocery store because people wouldn't stand six feet away from her, which God love her. She's older. They should. And she would just be like, well, at least I'm not on a respirator. Howling. She thinks it's hysterical. Thinks it is so funny. She can't breathe. <laughs> You're like, like, okay, mom. I'm like, I love you so much. Speak of delirium. <laughs> yeah. So this is a meme that I sent to our, one of our managers the other day. I was like the day, um, that some that our friend in our group text sent us the day before we open restaurants, I'm throwing a house party for all my staff. There's no way I'm opening up without my staff hungover and full of regret. <laughs> what? So you mean every day is yeah. normal? Well, that's what I was like. Yeah, because otherwise we'd all be unbearably positive and you wouldn't know what to do with any of us. You're like, um, okay. So punky, I want to, I want to turn this around a little bit. Okay. So are you still doing insanity? Are you still taking care of yourself? Are you still taking virtual meetings? Are you still <laughs> kind of doing the things that were keeping you virtual you beatings? Yeah. <laughs> are you also like, taking, well, she's a comic. Are, she's those, probably off, taking, are those being offered? I'll take one. Please into you. it. It's not okay. sexually. Turn Whatever, it to, Turn Kate. it off. Punky? I think I'm losing my punky. I think you are. It's mind. making me legitimately nervous. I mean, <laughs> I've never is, seen you. She's so slap happy. I know. And also so like not, she's usually the quickest on the uptake. Like it's hard. You got to stay up with her jokes. And right now I'm like, are you okay? Whenever you're looking for something, you don't find it. Okay. But you find it when you're not looking. That is. That's the truth, man. Punky's I'm, howling, laughing at herself right now at that solid gold joke that she just made. That's how I used to find. That's you. That's how I used to find all the diaries when I was a kid. I'd hide them from myself, and I hide the keys from myself. And then five years later, I'd be like, "Oh, there's that diary." Well, diary. Punky, are you still doing? <laughs> Dear Derry. Well, Punky, are you doing insanity? Are you still taking virtual meetings? Like, how are you? Are are you? You are. I have a meeting every day. I got two meetings on Thursday. Um, I wake up every morning, do insanity at about 1130. Tomorrow's my rest day. I start week six on Thursday. Of insanity? Yes. There's Antonia barking again. She, oh, makes, she makes an appearance on every episode. So I've they been, used to it now. I know. And Buggy just muted herself and is screaming, shut the fuck up. I just could read her lips. <laughs> Thanks, Buggy. So are you and you're still uh, Lee has posted on Instagram like she's doing middle of the street midnight runs. Oh, that I love to be helping her. I, that's the thing. It's like, OK, you can't keep me out of these streets. I know everybody. my friends in Mississippi are like, what? Stay home. It is dark outside. I'm like, y'all don't understand. First of all, I'm a night owl. I love being out at night. I don't even if it's I don't need to be social necessarily. No. I do love being social at night. But like I just realized, I guess, during this whole thing that even just going out at night, you turn on makes me feel like I'm getting mm -hmm. a release of some sort. You're so in the world. I know that it's not the safest thing in the world to go running in Los Angeles at night. But I also go on really public streets and I She's no. also running in the goddamn middle and I'm of running, the road. I'm literally like middle of the road. Yeah, I posted a video yeah, the other day. She's running fast as fuck. I'd be <laughs> I like, <know>. damn, bitch. <laughs> I know. Where are you going? I'm running away from. <laughs> from somebody. I'm running so from the fucking insomnia, crazy. <laughs> Insomnia is trying to get me. Um, but no, I just have really good music on. And same, uh, yeah. I was telling Kate the other day, I just discovered this electronic band called Sophie Tucker that's been pumping me up um, the last couple of times I've gone on runs. But I'm literally treating this like I'm training for like a Spartan race that's or something. So I I keep adding, I'm running for time, not distance. Yeah, and too. I keep adding like five minutes every run. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just clocked myself yesterday. And I was like, oh shit, I did six miles. Okay, Kate. Like, yeah. okay. So that's the only thing that's keeping me holding myself to a goal like that. That has been incredibly helpful. Punky is screaming again. I love when she mutes herself and screams. And now she just mouths sorry. I can't hear it. You've muted yourself. You're doing a good job. It's just making me laugh because I can see you screaming. My stomach is going crazy. And I'm just like, bitch, 
<laughs> yeah. So I think, I mean, I think that we've all kept up our, at least our physical routines, which has definitely helped. So we all, we sound low this week. We all, I think collectively had kind of not the best week last week. It sounds like, it seems like. And as this continues on, I think all of these outroverted people, because mm-hmm. Punky, I'm using outrovert for the rest of these bonus episodes. <laughs> it's my favorite fucking thing. All of us that are, <laughs> Punky just screamed at her dog again. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> she looks like a psycho. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. But all of us that are extroverted, this is what we need. We need to keep keep on some sort of at least physical routine. And I that was an interesting through line that I didn't think we all had in common at the store that there's a lot of very physically active drunks that we work with, which is well, crazy. Dude, I was so we did a Zoom birthday the other day for our coworker. Oh, good Lord. And I did I hadn't been drinking tequila and I did like five shots of tequila and got, girl, I was acting like I was still at work. Holy God. But the difference is because I have these animals. I'm pointing at uh, Punky. Him, She's Punky. not looking. Um, but I got these She's animals pressuring me they're like do a shot do it and like they're just throwing them back and i'm like okay acting like two months ago when i have then another six hours to walk it off at work I, instead of just going straight ass to bed apparently i get hammered when i don't have six miles to walk at work and drink tequila so i'm no longer allowed to drink tequila unless i'm going for a long walk or i'm going to work so those are my new those are my new rules no tequila unless I you're lo- working i love oh, yeah. <laughs> i i, I, I I haven't drank. To, I think I'm a goal. I think I'm a not drink today. I'm a not drink tomorrow. Hell yeah, funky Thursday. You need to take a. It's going to take two days really, off. Yeah. yeah. What, what's motivating you to do that? It, it does play into panic. Drinking plays into panic in a negative Especially way. Especially tequila because tequila is yeah. an upper. Yeah, bitch. I thought I was having a fucking heart attack on Sunday. I was like, you know what? I have to stop drinking. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to get back. See, the thing is, I need to get back to my routine. When life was regular, I was only drinking like two to three days a week. Yeah. That's it. But then this shit happened and I started drinking every goddamn day. So, I mean, and I just drinking, not just still sipping here. No, I was drinking. I'm, I'm talking about I was killing seven bottles a week. Jesus, oh, girl. Yeah. Well, I split between me and my wife, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, half a bottle of tequila day, and that's enough to like spin you out into a depression too. Yeah. Because the the side effects of that are like it's a depressant. You are going to if we're already down, that's not a solution. That's tough. So good that's, for you. You're going to set that boundary back on yourself. Yes, I have to. Um, no, I feel like it, that's what that's what led me into um, my insomnia. Because yeah. I think the first week and a half to two weeks, I was just like treating it like just like a paid vacation party time. Like sure. we were all like it hadn't hit yet. Well, and it's shell shock. I think that that's part of it. I think that yeah. you have to be in a position where you can accept the situation as it was. And we listen, we all thought it was going to be a week or two weeks. I mean, we kind of knew that it was going to go longer, but we were like, it's going to be a week or two weeks and everything's going to be back to normal. So, of course, we're like drinking ourselves stupid or having a great time or, you yeah. know, pseudo going out or m- mirroring the lifestyle that is yeah, you we know. were Zooming. Like, we were Zooming every night. Every night. We were like, we're going to do a Zoom happy hour every night at 5.45. Like, it was just like, we, now, had, we were having the best time. And now we're like... <laughs> week six. Everybody's like, you want to Zoom? And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't want to fucking Zoom. Yeah, and I think that that's why I wanted to qualify in this podcast. That we're all doing the best we can <laughs> with the situation as it stands. And I think when you have this many extroverted people that are being caged, it's a little it's a little intense. I never post thirst trap pictures in my Instagram. And I have started, like, last... Last night at 3.30 in the morning, I was like, all right, titties Listen, up. We're, t- we're thirst trapping these motherfuckers. I need some attention. Listen, God damn it. <laughs> going running now, I've like, I haven't, people haven't hollered at me when I've been running in a very long time. Every time I run now, I'm like, oh, who's honking today? Yeah. Hello, it everybody. I'm like, yes, it feels good. Please cat, please cat call. call me. Please, for the love of Jesus, yeah. give me a construction worker. I literally haven't been in the same space as a male in six weeks. Yeah, like, me I mean, I guess like seeing them at the grocery store, but like who's 
who's you know who's, and now we all look like fucking bank robbers so we're like yeah, you, you can't, can't see like, who's hot i saw you at the grocery store in aisle six <laughs> behind the orange bandana <laughs> but i think it's you i'm sure. yeah i think i can remember your eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb like it's like yeah. how this is the most ridiculous surreal it's like the most surreal of all surreal experiences you could ever imagine but it's yeah. like you got to figure out a way like extroverts will figure out a way god to help be, us to, to figure it out so we're, we're figure like, it out i'm gonna get i'm gonna get my attention god damn it yeah punky i think that's part of the problem too is that you've been so good about quarantining and so good about staying inside that I think your outrovertedness is being challenged a little bit too. I think that plays into the panic as well. I do. I agree with that. You have been. Well, I've been talking with Carrie up here on Facebook talking about let's start riding bikes. I'm like, yep, I'm in. I am too. I'm about to, I'm about to do, let's I don't even ride, ride bikes. bikes. I got a bike in the back. I'm going to go take that bitch on Wilshire and get it fixed. Um, you can rent them, Punky. Even my, if- my friend has a bike shop. I just want to plug it really quickly because she also got the coronavirus during this time and she's a lovely human and it's called Revenge Fantasy uh, Bicycle Cycles or Bicycles. I'm sorry, Megan. I can't remember, but it's Revenge Fantasy. They are in Los Feliz Echo Park kind of area mm-hmm. and they are open for repairs and business and all of that. So many little plug for her. If you live in Los Angeles and you're going to start biking and need a tune up, go see my friend. There you go. She survived. So, I, went, yeah. I went down to the LA River to the bike path the other day and because they have a little restaurant down there called Spoke and it was a really pretty day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go down. I'm going to sit in a park, eat a burger, like just and but like social distance. I just needed to be outside. It was so pretty. And I was like, okay, maybe there won't be that many people down there. Uh, wrong. There was everybody. A, and the crazies are coming out and they're coming out during the day. Like okay. I had, I walked, I was walking. I had some Daisy Deuce on. I'm not going to lie. Not a girl. Cause I was like, mama's coming out. She's going to come out hard. <laughs> so I had some Daisy Dukes on. I was walking to spoke to go get a burger. It was a great burger by the way. And this, I, this dude comes up behind me and he says something. And I was like, what did he say? He goes, and I like processed it. And he goes, I'm going to, fuck you and i was he was on a bicycle okay i was like jesus fuck at first i thought he was like i don't know what i thought he said but then i like heard it finally i was like oh jesus and then i got to spoke and then he was inside spoke harassing the chick that was there it was really kind of scary because i was like well now my lovely little day in the sunshine has turned into ruined let's try not to get raped (laughs) i only want want so much attention i know that this is a hard thing to grasp but i actually don't want to get raped i would love for you to tell me me that you like my ass but that doesn't mean you can stick your dick in my ass there it is that's real <laughs> punky sorry we're, to we're get in so it. forward <laughs> well speaking on that same like that was one of the questions so you know i tom segura has a great bit on one of his specials where he's like in a theater and someone brought a baby and he goes to the manager of the theater and the guy's response is some people suck <laughs> it is my fucking favorite line of any of his specials i think it's so funny and so i was listening to that again just because that special i think is so great i wish i could think of the name of it anyway so this is transitioning into has anyone been grating on your nerves this week besides the gentleman that was uh, uh, you know clarifying that he may rape you um <laughs> has there been you know have you guys gotten like, infinitely more annoyed at people that you probably you maybe wouldn't have before or like were you driving somewhere and you were like oh, i'm gonna crash this car into everyone that i can see or is it just me am i the only one that's experiencing this rage <laughs> mm. Okay, just me. Just no, great. I feel Punky's like not I'm even a- listening. Okay, I- great. Punky is checked out. My fucking neighbors just keep having people over. Girl, I'm like, why are there people over there? No, they never had this many people over there when this shit was regular. Mm-mm. I feel like you need to say something to them, or yeah, your. Yeah, I know you said your landlord's a, a piece of they shit. They are but- not. They. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like this on this thing, bitch. But they foreign. 
They yeah. don't get it. It's tough. It's a com. I hear all day. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are they talking about? What are they saying? <laughs> and it's like six of them. Good, punky, get, get it, it out. Get it off your chest. But <laughs> let's say it because if it's too bad, I'll I'll edit it. <laughs> so it's okay. You get it out, girl. It's just that's it. And they're like old too, with children. But they have kids too, so it's like a group. Yeah, it's like and animals. They have chickens or something too, don't they? Or no? Yeah, I think they killed that chicken. No, <laughs> that was that was the first quarantine sacrifice. <laughs> well, on the tip of neighbors, that's a great, you know, Punky. Again, my neighbor, she claims to know you and be close to you, Punky. I'm going to tell you her name later. Yeah, I know her eyes are wide right now, and I'll tell you off the mic. I'll tell you when You're the. Roommate. No, well, she's this neighbor is close to my roommate and has been feeding my roommate stories that she's heard me on the phone say various things which was part of, I guess, why my roommate hated me during this time. Wait, what? Yeah, and has been like, because she sits in the courtyard. We have an open courtyard. Mm-hmm. And she said that my roommate said, everybody can hear you in the courtyard is what she said to me this week. And that this neighbor allegedly heard me saying that I was moving out and then it was May 1st. And then all of a sudden it was Christmas and like has just changed this story. Wait, but said what? that, I, oh, I know. I've never said any of the things that she said. And I figured it out because my roommate was like, I heard you on the phone say these things. And I was like, no, she didn't. I've never said those things. And then finally she was like, well, everybody in the courtyard did. And I was like, oh, fill in the blank neighbor's name Mm -hmm. here is actually telling you these things. Oh, okay. So you're listening to her. Wait, did you talk to your roommate about it? Oh, well, my roommate's moving out. (laughs) No, but like, have you talked to her about like that? Oh, I tried to clarify it. And uh, so I sent her a text. So what happened was I was having, I was on the way to a panic attack because my roommate on like Thursday was like, oh, my boyfriend and I got the apartment. We're moving. Oh, she told you? Yeah, she did. So when are they moving? um, Well, she won't give me a straight answer, but she said she's going to pay the full lease. So I guess by May 31st. Oh my God. Yeah, it's great. And was like, she goes, you know, eventually at some point you're going to have to start talking to me. And I was like, this isn't issue of me not talking to you this is an issue of you screwing me and me needing to take a huge step back Mm -hmm. and so anyway we have this like conversation where she accosts me as I'm walking through the kitchen and she was like at some point you're going to need to tell me what's going on and I was like what because the night before I was have I was like right on the edge of a panic attack and Mm -hmm. for me if I distract myself I do better so I just started packing things in the kitchen that were things we I wasn't being petty even though I could have been most of the kitchen stuff is mine so I was like I'll leave the silverware I'll leave the plates I'll leave things that she's still using but like fancy bar glasses that no one's using so I start packing all that up she she accosts me the next morning and it's like at some point you need to tell me what's going on and I was like what and she's like are you moving and I said "Uh, I don't know yet I was like I got to figure that out with the landlord and she's like you need to let the landlord know now and I said no technically I need to let the landlord know May 1st Mm -hmm. and she was like this is ridiculous are you moving or are you not I need to get off the lease and I was like I go you're moving out May 31st I was like it doesn't matter and what it was it was she was out of control the conversation devolves and she finally is like I can't be your security blanket Kate and I was like and now I'm out of this conversation (laughs) like and I said that's as disrespectful as you're gonna get I'm out yeah I was beyond so then I I sent her a text message and I was like, hey, this is when I like I'll be out by June 1st. I'm sorry for not telling you that. And then I was like, by the way, everything that that neighbor is telling you is a categorical lie. And I said, I will pay out the full terms of the lease. I won't leave you screwed. Because I said to her in the conversation, I was like, I've never not honored my word to you. I've never screwed you over. I was yeah. like, when have I? Because she makes a face when I say that. And I was like, I keep pressing her because she won't answer the question. She was like, you're not honoring your word right now. Anyway, so that day I left. It's like you started it. 
Well, a hundred percent. That's how I yeah, feel. I'm like, you're too. treating me like I did you dirty. What she doesn't want to handle is the fact that she, she was shitty. There's no sense in having to move right in the middle of a pandemic. Oh. And I said to her, I was like, so you're going to invite movers in here. I don't know where they've been. I'm going to now be exposed to whatever they're bringing in. And I'm going to also have to get movers and be exposed to them as well. That's, that's risky. And she was like, who said I was getting movers? I never told you I was getting movers. And I go, okay, so you had movers move everything into this apartment when we started, when we first moved in, but you're not going to get movers to move you out. Wow. I was like, that's impressive. You're really strong. Yeah. Like, wow. Good job. You. <laughs> then that day she, she, when I went to home Depot, she got her cats, got them out of there as if implying that I was going to do something to her oh fucking animals. And then she came back two mornings ago because she's been gone that whole time, slamming doors, making sure she woke me up, like being super petty, never responded to my text where I apologized. And I was like, are you really going to let this situation devolve? Cause she owes me money. This is as bad as it could get in quarantine. I'm like, I have never, I mean, close to only having lost my dad, knowing what that stress is like. This is up there oh, with that. Boy, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were going through all oh, that it's, crazy. It's oh. crazy. It's crazy. And yeah. so I'm like, and thank you, Punky. Like, I do feel like she's acting as though I did this to yeah, her. I don't understand. Yeah. And it's like in the middle of this. Now I'm, my hand is forced. I've yeah. got to do something now. And it's, oh, it's so it's, it's beyond. <laughs> Because you have to start taking care of yourself. You can't sit there and wait for her to tell you stuff. You have to do what's safe for yourself. Yeah. So she's just pissed off about it. And I don't. I mean, look, bitch, so you told me you was moving, bitch. And I, I got to figure out my life. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's the answer. I don't understand what she thinks she has any reason to be mad at you for other than if she was trying to beat you to the punch of something that you were yes. never planning to do. Yeah, she was. That's what she's acting as though. What I don't know her reasoning behind it or why it's such a sense of urgency. But what she doesn't like is that I'm getting ahead of it because she likes to have all the control and I'm not letting her be in charge the way she was in charge of the whole apartment and the way that like everything was how she wanted it. But aren't you both going to have to be out on June 1st? Like, I don't understand what... Thank you. Why is it exactly. a big deal? You're she, moving. I know. And she goes, well, I need to uh, like, I need to be released from the lease if you're moving someone else in. And I go, bitch. Well, I didn't say bitch. But I was like, who am I moving in here? Yeah. Who, some stranger. I don't know where they've been. Right. And then I'm going to move them in and then I'm potentially going to move a couple months later. Yeah. Because I don't want to live in a two bedroom with a stranger. Yeah. Like... Uh, it's psychotic. It's psychotic. And that's where all my energy yeah. went. Well, that's the problem. She she just expected you to leave, you know? And I think, I, I don't think it's your responsibility to be like, okay, cool, I'm going to leave too. For what? Yeah. Bitch, you said you was leaving this day. And after that, what the fuck I do ain't none of your damn business. That's, that's, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving before you. If I was, then I would be obligated to tell you something, but I'm not. You leaving before me. Oh, I'm going to just leave when you leave. All she has to do is go to the landlord and take herself off the lease. So she went to fucking management and wrote them about me and brought me up to them. And I was like, I go, you can keep my name out your mouth and your emails to our management company yeah. because my business with that is mine. Yeah. I mean, she can say, but that's I'm what moving. I was trying to tell you last week, Kate. I was like, get out and jump ahead of this situation. Trust no fucking body. Go to your people. Say, look, my 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 roommate says she wants to move out. Yeah. This is the problem that I'm having. I agree. Yeah. Can y'all work with me with it? Or if not, I'm going to have to, you know, we both going to probably move out. No, you were right. And you suggested that maybe they would let me just have my half of the rent at the time and just like ride it out for a little while. You were right. You were 100% right. Because in that case, at least they'll be getting something instead of having to start, gut it out, renovate it, clean it, fix it, hire people and then do all it. That would take like two months. Any really good landlords. Yeah. And they're not. I mean, who's there are so many for rent signs in our neighborhood right now, because a lot of those places, a lot of companies were Airbnb certain units out of their buildings because mm -hmm. they could make double the money. So they'd rent something out for a thousand a week, which yeah. was still cheaper than a hotel. Yeah. And now all those places are up 
for rent. So there are a bajillion places up for rent. Yeah. So I don't know who's going to move in. I mean, I didn't even think about the effect because like, so one of the issues for people that don't live in LA with the skyrocketing rent in LA is because of Airbnb because people started to... I didn't know that that was part of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People start like our friend, one of our friend's buildings, I helped her find this apartment, I don't know, five years ago, six, I don't know when she moved in, but I helped her find this apartment in Hollywood. And it, I think we found it for like 1050 or something like that. It's a one bedroom. It's a nice place. That's but crazy that that's 1050 for a one bedroom. That was like five or six years ago, though. Now things have like, or maybe it was longer than that. Maybe it was like seven years ago, but, or maybe it was like 1100, but it was still like when one bedrooms, you could find them sort of, they were going up, but her whole building around her essentially has, has turned into Airbnbs and they've been trying to buy her out of it, but it's because they can get four times the amount for Airbnbs. So, but that's the reason that rent has skyrocketed in LA because everybody's getting so much money for Airbnbs. It's making the actual rental property, the rental units that they're trying to rent to actual residents of Los Angeles, more valuable, more valuable. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, but now they're fucked. Now they're fucked. So, so I'm like, that's another reason why I think rent is going to drop in LA because the travel industry is not going to come back very quickly. No, Entertainment well, it can't. and travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it so can't. So I feel like it's just, I mean, I would give it till the end of the summer, but I do feel like things are going to be so affordable, which is why I think you should, like, like you said, talk to your landlord, yeah. see what you can work out and then move into a beautiful one bedroom that is cheaper than your half of your two bedroom. Yeah. Which I think you'll be able to find in a minute. I think so too. Honestly, they beat on everything beat on went down where you at right now beat on went down to $1,600. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, that's trust me that I know that's a, a, a heavenly wish, but it's kind of possible with the way things are going. Yeah. It could go down to like 2000. You can afford that. Yeah. Probably $300 more than what it would cost for you to get a one bedroom. Yeah. I mean, it would be silly to, you're right. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thought. Just weigh every option, you know what I'm saying? And know that every option and make every option suitable for you, you know, make sure you come out on a win and end. That's, that's it. You know, make sure at the end of the day, Kate wins. Thanks punky. I love you. No, I agree. Thanks Lee. You guys are great. There's always a way out, though. And I know it's hard to see it when you're the one that's in the middle of it, which is why it's helpful to talk about. Yeah. To uh, talk about it to other people because it gives you some perspective. But I do feel like there's always going to be a way out and you're not being shady. So just keep yourself on the up and up. There will be something will the road will rise to meet you. I do feel like because you don't need to you don't need to deal with the nonsense. It's better that she's you don't need to be her roommate anyway if she's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is such (laughs) honestly, I just thought about that shit kind of pissed me out because if you told me you moving and now you think I'm moving, why would you go to the landlord to start shit? Thank you. It's just it doesn't it's unnecessary. It just just seems very small. It yeah. just seems small. Well, it doesn't make sense. It's like, you're the one that's... Uh, you're the one that came to me. You're the one that said you're leaving. I have to... And I said to her repeatedly, I was like, if I've learned anything in this in you, it's that I have... Or in this situation, I was like, is that I have to start taking care of me. And she didn't even... Like, I think she was recording the conversation or she had somebody on the phone when she cornered me because it was so plotted and so... And she kept moving the phone closer to me. And I was like, oh, she's recording this. So I wanted it on record that I knew that it was the neighbor that was feeding her lies. But and what she, is she going to use it for? She's... This is how is she, she lives insane? her whole life. Yeah, she's not... I mean, I mean, this is this has shown me that I don't think she's super well okay. and like I mean my friends had warned me about her before my friends who had met her they were like I don't know there's something going on there and I was like yeah but like she's you know she's generous or she's this or that no more yeah. no more it's it's a good lesson all around but thank you guys for talking me through that that was yeah. a lot about me Fuck her. thank you uh have either of you guys had anything stolen in this process no knock on wood I feel like 
right there's definitely been some shady people outside my building like i saw when i was i was walking you kate to um the car two weeks ago um and i walked back and there was a guy when i started i slowly started walking back and there was a guy standing at the gate and he was like trying the door so i went i walked around to the back and went in the back way because i didn't want him to know that i was going into this building good job you and then i when i came up through the back then he was still out there like jiggling the door so i called the police i'm just like the police i'm on police speed dial i'm like my upstairs neighbor's listening to kenny rogers there's a crazy man at the gate why is there a why is there a chevy tahoe parked outside my gate for an hour um hello hello is anybody listening I like this bitch again. Yeah. Punky, have you had anything shady or dealt with any shady people or seen anything where you were like, something's going on besides maybe your neighbors? The only, the only thing that happened was our owner of this building came and I'm so ghetto. Well, I'm not even, that's not that. I just was like, um, excuse. You know, that he's you? A, you know, he's a piece of shit too. That's yeah, why. You put, wait, you, why'd you put owner in, hold on, Punky. Why'd you put owner in quotes? Cause you put your hands up and you were like, quote unquote owner. Is there like more to that? No, but he, well, he was like this old white man. And, you know, I was just like, are you the owner? He said, huh? I said, are you the owner? He said, yes. I said, oh. And then I walked down the street. And then I thought about it. I went back. I said, what's your name? Because the owner of this property got a big, long ass name. And when he said, I was like, oh, that's you. How you doing, sir? But wait, was he walking around or something and made you a cost? Or what? Walking the property. I think, honestly, he's going to try to sell it. Well, good. Then they can get they can get a lot of money by tearing this down. And if they build up. But girl, I feel like to get you can they can pay you out. They'll buy you out. But also right now, do you feel like I mean, I feel like with the hemorrhaging market of renters right now, especially all the people I know leaving L.A., I would be shocked if they would build yet another apartment building. I mean, you'd think, but then they just keep putting apartment buildings in L.A. And there I mean, I knew at some point the market had to be way over flooded with too many empty apartments the you know i don't know i, I don't know i can't presume to know what it feels like to be a millionaire investor looking for pla- looking for things to do with <laughs> one my <can> money pray <laughs> one can pray I mean, that's just my assumption why else would an owner come to the property you never know so, but if but if he does he, you should definitely wait for him to give you a big a big fat check i was just talking to oh my, i'm gonna be a ghetto bitch i'm gonna i'm no no oh yeah don't go I'm nowhere like, i'm like you, get your hey, money. You, you ain't you ain't never seen a squatter like this sir right <laughs> You got me all the way fucked up. You you could bust up 40 G's before I leave this motherfucker. That's right. Could He could have been just like scanning the property because maybe somebody else complained about the neighbors having all those people over because you can't be the only person that's concerned about that. That's insane to me. That is no, true. they stood. They primarily stood in the back by the back house. And those people are just they chill. And he probably he was he a white Jewish man. He probably was like, who in the fuck leased this property? Because in the back, you, the people are from Thailand. Me and my wife, two ghetto bitches, black bitches. And then next door is El Salvadorian. <laughs> Ain't no white person in sight. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what happened? He's like, how did these how did these applications get approved? Yeah, <laughs> what are these black dykes doing here? Dude, what is happening? <laughs> From now on. <laughs> Lee is responding to the fact that there's like three or four car alarms that are going 
or no, people are honking and screaming. That's All not a car sudden, alarm. There's a fucking fiesta, fiesta. going outside, right, well. going on outside. I'm like, nobody. People are going invitation. fucking crazy. People are losing their minds. Crazy. I hope it picks up. The honking is definitely being picked what up, but I'm not going to be able to edit that out. Good Lord. Jesus. Um, was, they just needed a moment. Yeah. Are there any local businesses that either of you want to shout out that you've had interactions with Punky? You've done such a good job of eating at some of these restaurants, mentioning who's still open in LA. Is there any anywhere you went this week that you want to shout out? Good service, good food, anything that's still open honestly i went to arby's <laughs> you did that's hilarious. there's like one arby's i went to arby's for some curly fries Ooh. and i ended up getting a turkey gyro oh okay and and it was good i shout out arby's on sunset i ordered from a place called organica and it was a really effing expensive salad but i really wanted a salad oh i miss salad and i didn't feel like making one for myself it was i think with delivery fees and all this bullshit it was like 25 dollars with tip but it was a fucking great salad it was worth every and they sent me a little baggie of organic gummy bears oh that's nice bag and it was delicious so that was good but then i also spoke when i went to spoke the other day that burger Oh, it was almost on the LA River. It was like an organic grass fed burger, but it was like dripping and juicy and oof. So I try not to eat like I'll eat meat like once or twice a week, but I'm trying to stay mostly vegetarian. But man, that was worth it. You needed it. Okay, that's good. Well, I already shouted out a couple businesses. Uh, My friend Jaya. Hi, Jaya. Uh, Her father is working on the front lines in Chicago. He is an ER doctor. He has been for a while. He is in his 70s. He's not doing super well all of a sudden. So we don't know what it is. But I just want to shout out Jaya and her dad and also say huge big thank you to all of our frontline first responders. I know everybody keeps doing that. And thank you maybe isn't enough. But if I run past you, and you are in scrubs and I you know I see you coming out of a hospital I try to say like thanks Thanks. and to the postal workers and to all the people that are still in the midst of this we appreciate you and from Jaya's father um, we should all be mainlighting vitamin C right now because one of the treatments for COVID-19 is oh you can hear that this honking is insane dude maybe trying to have a serious message right now someone's getting killed or their party everyone's sick of being in the house but anyway if you're listening to this still um, one of the treatments that they are doing are IV bags of vitamin C for people and they're finding that it is treating COVID-19 pretty strongly so She and her husband are mainlining vitamin C. So okay. just a note. Good God. The There's honking. like a parade outside. Good God. It they is just, so is annoying. Is this just an impromptu? This is what it's like living in East Hollywood, by the way. Which like, makes it exciting. But also right now it's terrifying. I'm it's like, like what is, why are there so many? It's like a parade outside. A parade of some kind. Because people are, get, are sick of being in their house. Punky, you have anything else to say this week? You want to let anybody know anything or have any? Uh, two things. How y'all feel about nurses getting getting off of work going straight into stores? Because they had something on um, Facebook where these ladies had on some scrubs and this lady was harassing them, telling them they're bringing germs into the store. I do. I agree with that, honestly. And I feel like you have to, I think you should handle it with kid gloves. Don't come at a nurse because they just had a fucking rough day. But I do think, because I was watching one of my, it was something on like uh, a live interview somewhere with a nurse who was saying that she changes out of her scrubs right. into a fresh pair of scrubs. That's what they most of them have to do. And then when she gets home, changes she again. immediately puts that into the washer machine so so if you're doing that then yeah you should not be going to a grocery store straight from a hospital i don't think that they're most hospitals are allowing them to leave in whatever scrubs they worked the floor with so i can understand if i saw i've seen a bunch of people in scrubs I and been too. like yikes 
but the my understanding is that most hospitals especially the hospitals on the front lines you're basically they're basically like burning the scrubs that they're yeah. working in and yeah. and some of them are working these insane hours that my thought is maybe they have scrubs on and they work at a dentist office and maybe they're not frontline first responders because then you could say the same thing about all the firefighters walking around in between calls they're all of the the post office workers they're mm-hmm. getting exposed to things i mean we could fall down this rabbit hole on a lot of things but i don't know punky how do you feel i feel like too many people be trying to make citizens arrest that's my thing like <laughs> yeah. don't there is it's a not way your business to do everything like don't harass people in stores if you have a problem with it or if you feel like your safety is at concern there's a way to approach the individual or not i don't believe in approaching people you know what i'm saying i believe in like if i'm on an airplane and i got a problem with somebody like say somebody kicking the back of my seat i might bust up on my seat to let them know i know they kicking it and then if then they don't stop then i'm gonna ask the stewardess if they can tell them because my thing is i got a little bit of i got a, f- a short fuse mm. so if i tell you you're doing under- something and i don't like the it, understatement of the year it's gonna be a whole chaotic thing on a thing so i let the professional people that work at the building take care of the situation and that's what i think people should do i was watching something the other day and this guy was like a cart police like he wasn't getting paid for it nobody hired him to do it he just was like i don't like the way people leave their carts in a parking lot so i'm gonna go into the parking lot and everybody that leave the cart just anywhere instead of where the carts belong i'm just gonna fuck with them (laughs) and put it on and put i mean i get it i don't like when people leave their carts all over the place either but but he was putting bumper stickers on a people car and Ooh. then getting mad at the people when they tried to attack him. That's like, defiling. You don't do that. That's defiling property. Yeah. But also, I think it's this it's this re- over response and overreaction to needing some sort of control of at least I can control this one thing because everything feels out of control. It's, it speaks to the whole hoarding toilet paper. Did you see there was that guy in Australia who bought ten thousand dollars worth of toilet paper and they won't let him return it? And it's like he shouldn't be allowed to return it. So stupid. Um, Punky, what was the other question you were going to ask? So we've had a lot of viruses out, a lot of flus, you know, and and I would not not lifetime, but you know, just over time. And it wasn't often that they had to stay at, at home or they just pick certain ones, blah, blah, blah. But do y'all think that the our governors and mayors are making the right decisions by having a stay-at-home order. Yes, but I think that it wouldn't have been necessary had the testing process. There's two. There's there's different processes to the way you deal with infectious diseases, and the first stage of dealing with an infectious disease is containment. Hello. And the only way that you can contain something is if you can test everyone for it, and then contain specific people that have it and the people that they have been interacting with. Correct. If you get past that, which is what happened with our country because of the test, the issues with testing, because the World Health Organization offered us testing and we said, no, we didn't want their testing. That was in December. And and they also didn't approve private companies to start working on their own tests when they should have. So we were relying on the CDC to to provide the tests, which obviously now that we know, now we know it took two weeks longer than it should have because they were contaminated, which is not an uncommon thing, but it just basically when you're when you're under the gun it's a setback that it's literally is the line between able being able to contain something and to go into the next stage of it which is mitigation which is where we're at now and mitigation is then you have to start making people do stay-at-home orders so the reason it it wouldn't have had to come to this had it been handled in the same way as it was handled in South Korea or in Germany or in places where they were able to get enough of the people tested and contained 
explained in the beginning so that it didn't turn into a mitigating circumstance. But that's what's happened. So yeah, I think that they had to make that choice because they made terrible choices before they made that choice. Punky, what do you think? I think that yeah, we should we should be staying home. I agree with Lee too, and I think I just got I I did just got people in my life that be saying stuff like you know we shouldn't be staying at home, and I just be like wow, you know about the people that have asthma, what about the people that have older people and people that have heart conditions, and what about people that have just low immune systems and just you know it's just I don't know. Well, Punky, the if you want a retort to them, uh, the thing that you can point them to is so South Carolina basically lifted almost all of their restrictions and just left it up to the citizens to take care of themselves and now their numbers are triple what they were I think a few days ago um, I, I you should this is now when you guys hear this it will be a week from today so this information may not be totally accurate as of then. The numbers are probably going to be worse. But a lot of the states that are lifting and sort of treating it as if they're self-governing mm-hmm. are seeing a huge spike in numbers. And they what what my friend's father, who's been working on the front lines of this, has said is this is actually the time that even though it is more horrible than I guess the media is even portraying it, what they're concerned with is the rebound. Mm-hmm. So the, it's going to be the second quarantine the second we wave. have to go into, yeah. which is why the governors who are being aggressive right now are doing it so that we don't imagine us getting out of this quarantine and then not but a month later or even several just a few weeks later they say just kidding do it all over again and now do it for longer i would rather because we're already in this space yeah do it now take the time to to quarantine yourself we're used to it somewhat we're still going crazy you heard the horns earlier everybody but i do think that to lee's point that i totally agree with the the mitigating factors all of them if you look at the sum total of all the parts there isn't really another option it was bungled from the beginning mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on that's just a fact and so now but that's the, the problem is that they're denying that that's a fact and that's the frustrating uh, part is like you're being gaslit we're you're arguing arguing nonsensical things with crazy people and you're like you're never going to change your mind because there's always going to be a reason like you can just be like yeah i knew you would say that because that's what the person like you would say and you're like that's not, that's an, not even argument. an argument <laughs> yeah so I, I didn't mean, mean to interrupt no you, you're like, right though but that's right that's but like, it's just it's maddening but imagine if if the if the leader of the ship is gaslighting us mm-hmm. that gives them permission for individuals in various states to do the same thing and i will say this one of my friends was a was a police officer when ferguson happened and she was working in the midst of she was going to ferguson she lived in st louis but would interview people about what had happened and was trying to just she was a, t- a detective so she was trying to get to the bottom of things when they did research on the protesters in Ferguson, most of them were from other parts of Missouri and had either driven in or some people came from different states to protest, claiming as though they were citizens of Ferguson, which is close to St. Louis, mm-hmm. so it's not far, but they were not residents of Ferguson. Right. So the protest was this like lighting and putting a match on gasoline. Yeah. And a lot of the argument is a lot of these protesters who are doing this whole insane, give me liberty, whatever, like I get my body, my choice, which is so ridiculous. They are actually not from the areas where they are protesting, like the ones in Denver where Mm -hmm. that very famous photo was taken of that nurse standing up to a car that tried to hit him. They're not from that area. And they come to find out that a lot of them are paid. And this is this is it's an election year. And we, you know, the election was previously meddled with. I can't imagine that they're not already trying to get ahead of the fact that it 
he may not win again. Like, I mean, no, he definitely, he's trying to, he took the funding away from the W from the world health health organization at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I'm, I don't know if I talked about this you in did. the last one. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, he's literally, he's scapegoating as many people as he possibly can in order to make it seem like he is being, he's being gaslit. Right. Like, and it, it makes it look like we're the media's trying, doing that. Yeah, to the that. media yeah. is doing that. But it's like, um, you know, one of another funny meme I saw was, you know, all these people have been sitting on fucking stacks of cans and shit and like doomsday prepping for like all you wanted to do was sit on your hill and doomsday prep until somebody tells you to sit you on to. your hill and doomsday prep and now they're like you can't tell me what to do yeah. and then they're at the fucking now they're out marching i'm like go you're insane yeah go home yeah and when the numbers that is the irony of like if you're going to protest at a time like i understand protests for a lot of things but not an airborne illness that travels person to person i mean there's a little bit of darwinism there i don't mean to be rude but okay you if you want to put yourself at risk the, the thing that makes me crazy is that you putting yourself at risk also puts my mom at risk my nephew at risk like all the people in my yeah. life at risk it's a yeah go ahead and That's your right. mom too like yeah. i mean it's a choice that you make and this is my point to people who are anti-vaxxers and all and say that you know everybody should just like live free or die darwinism you know survival of the fittest all that kind of stuff it's like yeah that's great if you if we live in a completely uncivilized world where we're all just fending for ourselves but you are being naive and lying to yourself if you are saying that you're not profiting and benefiting from the fact that you are able to live in a civilized governed society so if you want to participate in that you can't participate it in it in some ways and then in other ways say yeah but I don't like this or this and you're taking away my freedoms and all that shit no like civilized worlds require people to participate in them in ways that then take care of the other citizens in the country like it's It's not just about you it's about the collective correct yeah so it's like the reason we get vaccinated for things when we're babies is because we've found ways that people like mass parts of the society don't have to die from them anymore like they used to people were literally dying of measles polio yeah. uh, rubella mumps yeah those that's why people were, like so those weren't created and people have not been poisoned by i'm like surprisingly we're all still not poisoned by those vaccines we had when we were kids not all of us have autism and not everybody has all to autism i you know it's just like that doesn't come from vaccines you guys are all ridiculous and you're just creating Ignorance. nonsense because you you have trust issues. Punky, how do you respond to the people in your life that are coming at you with this isn't real or this is fake or or this is a conspiracy? What do you say? I don't I don't say nothing. I just I'm gonna just laugh when they get the virus. Everybody that's <laughs> oh been like Listen. Seriously though, at this dead, point they deserve but it. But they had so many people that was like, oh man, this shit ain't real and da 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 and then they come on with the fucking oxygen thing in their nose and the fucking and they just be sitting up there like it's not a game guys <sighs> stay inside it's like it's like well bitch you should have fucking stayed inside in the first place you dumb bitch i you know what i don't like i don't like i, I get learning through experience i like that that was that was a, a, a method a strategic method in the way that my mother taught me she would tell me something like don't go out there and do no crack i'm just telling you not to do it and if i went out there and did it then she she, she put her hands up like i told you not to do it now you got to see what this feels like yourself and figure out how to fix it so i i, I but at the same time it's like <sighs> do y'all follow me because i'm just Yes. yes why does it why does it take people to learn some things through experience 
for them to understand the how how deep this is. Like you see all of these people sick, you see these people are dying, you see them struggling, they're telling you their fucking stories. You know how dangerous this is, yet you still think that you are excluded and immune to be that same person in that bed. Why? Because none it's, of us are special, bitch. It's, it's an ego We're not thing. Special. It's an ego thing. Some people really legitimately have like their ego is their own worst enemy, and it's gonna kill them one day. I always say pride goeth before a fall is my favorite saying ever, and it's because it's true. Like if you lead into every scenario with your ego and your pride being the most important thing, then you will go down every time. Life will humble you every time, and whether that means you're gonna get coronavirus or some other hard luck. Lesson, that's what's gonna fucking happen and i'm sorry but some people need to learn lessons that way i mean it is very frustrating but it's like it's not worth arguing with them at some point because you're just be like go be dumb but the problem is that your stupidity is now gonna, gonna affect, affect us yeah. yeah yeah so what happened to safe than sorry you know what i'm saying i, I mean, don't i'd rather be safe I mean, yeah, I mean, some people just have major trust issues and I'm like, but I also think that some people get off on being contrarians. I think that it's like being that like it's it's, it's the goth kid at the prom. It's like if you're going to sit in the corner with your arms folded and be pissed off, why'd you even come? Like you're drowning the room in your negative energy. Oh, you just wanted people to know that you were above this. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying all goths don't participate, but don't come for me. (laughs) But it's just an example of just being a contrarian or the kid that goes to the football game in high school and is like football sucks then why the fuck are you here it's for attention yes and i think that a lot of this behavior is i'm gonna be the one that's not a sheeple i'm gonna be the one that like so many of people that i know are like i won't wear a mask i saw people today when i went to get you the water at the grocery store like there were people not wearing masks and i was like i thought they weren't allowed in i thought so too and they and i don't know what if it happened to just be that albertson's was like oh well come on in like i don't know but it's just it's again punky exactly to your point i would rather be with a mask and and be wrong in that way and oh well still didn't get it than be standing on principle and be on a fucking respirator big motherfucking facts yeah <laughs> big facts it's well, maddening yeah this week guys we again like we tried to deal with the the low energy that we're all experiencing a lot of us have our own various stressors and i think you know the toll is happening but we're doing our best to stay positive and you know we're hopeful for things to go back to normal as soon as possible you know thank you ladies for joining me yet again this is we're doing our best to get through it um and i think that this has been a little exploration that i feel like in history we're gonna look back and be like oh my gosh i remember everything about that time in quarantine (laughs) it is well we're gonna drop checks now thank you so much for listening if you want to help us out here at service from hell leave us a five-star review on itunes and tell your friends to listen it will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry and if you have stories of your own we'd love to hear them email us here at service from hell podcast at gmail.com and someone from our team will let you know if we're going to read your story on the air remember if you can't afford to tip you can't afford to go out so don't be garbage and be good to people it's easier that way we are going to get back to the normal format at some point guys thank you so much for listening thank you for telling your friends we're super grateful here again you know this is a this is a weird time in history so we're trying to ride it out and i just thank these ladies for being with me in this these are two lovely humans that are keeping me sane through all of this so i appreciate both of y'all hello and thank you guys for listening we're gonna be happier next week we promise good night everybody love you Show me those legs, girl. Look at your legs looking great. You were right. You said it last week. Look at you. Look at those muscles. Look at those muscles. Okay, Punky. Look at your butt. Ooh.
That's girl, a nice flex butt. It. Flex it. <laughs> Look at her stacks of water behind her sexy butt. Those Listen, sec- sexy stacks of water. They're ready for, <laughs> for a crisis. It's so weird. It's as if we're in one. I know. Weird.